Hi, this is Shauna, and I want to welcome you to Living in This Space. Real talk, because hey, we're all just living in this space we call life, right? It's messy, it's hard, and sometimes it's the most joyous thing we can experience. I want you, my listener, to have a place where the conversation is real and honest. I hope we can spend this time together validating, sharing, and experiencing all the feels together with whatever topic is on the agenda for the day. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome back. I titled this episode, I Need to Hear This, because I am speaking to myself big time with this one. Yes, my friends, I am a constant work in progress. Have you ever read something or heard somebody say something and thought, oh my gosh, I really needed to hear that? Yeah, I do too. I do it all the time. Well, in that moment, what are your thoughts silently telling you? I want to share with you a few things that usually swirl around in my brain when I have that moment. I'm thinking, oh, thank you, Jesus. I so needed to hear that. Or maybe it's, oh my gosh, they must be reading my mind. Or wow, that one really pricked my spirit. And then one of my favorites, and because it sounds so incredibly impactful, is when I say, man, that really slayed me. You know, that word slayed is so powerful. And it means a ton of different things when you look it up. But I found a definition in dictionary.com that really feels right for me personally on how I feel when I say that phrase. And it reads like this, to amaze, stun, or otherwise incapacitate by excellence. That's big. When I say that really slayed my heart. You can count on whatever it was that it had an incredible impact on me emotionally, or I would have never used that verbiage. Those first thoughts I read to you a few minutes ago feel to me like my heart is being opened. And the word open is important here, I think. I feel like whenever we are open and curious, that whatever we're hearing or reading can evoke a feeling of gratitude, curiosity, or willingness to actually listen. We're being very receptive to what we hear or read. And then there are those times when we hear or read something that really bristles our spirit. Maybe it rubs us the wrong way, or it makes us uncomfortable in a bad way. So I want to read to you another definition. This one's from Merriam-Webster for the word bristle. And and this has several meanings too, but the way I'm using it here, this is so applicable. To take an aggressively defensive attitude as in response to a slight or a criticism. Holy smokes, did y'all hear that? Aggressively defensive. How many times have you found yourself here? I mean, these kind of reactive thoughts and emotions for me usually sound like this in my head. Wow, I can't believe they said that. Or that felt so mean. Or that really, really made me mad. 
Why would you hurt me? Why would you hurt other people with those words? I mean, do you feel how strong that emotion is there? Everything we see, hear, or read can evoke feelings and reactions that fall on both sides of the emotional line. Did you feel a difference in the reactions that I just spoke to you versus the ones I read earlier? I mean, just speaking some of these examples bring up, I don't know, a somewhat negative feeling for me. I don't know if they do for you. Where do you feel those feelings in your body? This is something I'm learning to listen to. Does your heart soar? Do you feel positive when you hear things that are impactful or, you know, well-meaning? All emotion shows up in our body somewhere. Or do you feel like this gut visceral reaction when you hear something negative? When I've had to work through some painful memories with my counselor over the last few years, I sometimes get that feeling in my gut. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. It's an anxious feeling or almost like a sick on your stomach feeling for lack of a better way to describe it. And sometimes a memory or a traumatic event that we're thinking about or talking about can show up that way. For me, it's usually in my, in the pit of my gut. If it's a negative now, You know, some things may show up in our chest or our back or our neck. I mean, everybody has a place that's unique for them for something negative to show up. Reactive thoughts can really feel like a closing off or becoming defensive almost immediately when we get those feelings. And here the word closed, I think, is key to the response to whatever stimulus evoked that feeling in us. These defensive emotions for me will almost always bring up some kind of destructive thought that sounds like this. It's all about me. Why is it all about me? They must be talking about me. They've got to be talking about me. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It really hurt my feelings. It shouldn't have been said. I mean, do you hear all the me's going on here? You know, when we're in this place, we're usually not open to receive. And we automatically go to that me place. Once something is closed off, it just feels final, doesn't it? Remember, almost anything can be opened after it's been closed. But I feel like once that mental shift takes place in our head, a closed heart and mind can be really hard to open back up, y'all. When the damage is there, it's really difficult to be willing to open ourselves up to a different way of thinking. And a damaged spirit, a damaged heart, a damaged feeling can often damage the relationships in our lives or ourselves for that matter. When we're open and curious, the world feels open and inviting. When we're closed, hurt, or angry, our world can feel very isolating and harsh. Now, on a more personal note, I wouldn't say that I'm a super skeptical person. I tend to, I think I tend to be pretty willing to give the benefit of the doubt to most people, especially once I meet them and get to know them a little bit. But I'm going to share with you, there is a side of me 
that shows a very different color sometimes. I can find myself creating stories in my head about what just happened or maybe what someone just said, and I can very, very easily make assumptions. Now, remember what I said about those stories I could create? Uh, Y'all, I am really good at this. I mean, really, really good. I can have a story created in my mind in seconds. And I want to assure you, it's usually a doozy, and rarely is it positive. I was sitting in therapy last week, and I was pretty emotional talking about a situation. And I caught myself saying to my counselor, you know, she probably thinks, and I'm going to put a dot, dot, dot here because I don't want to tell you what I shared, but do you see where I was going with that? I was so quick to jump to the conclusions and assume that I knew what that other person was thinking about. And as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I looked at my counselor and I said, wow, I'm doing a lot of assuming and creating a narrative here, aren't I? And if you go to counseling, you know that look of confirmation like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, that might be what you're doing. And I love it because it's just, you know, it's validating that maybe I was going down a wrong path and I recognized it. You know, it's taken me all of our three years working together to really start recognizing these patterns. I love this quote. When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. I think Oscar Wilde might have said that. So wild assumptions usually lead to catastrophizing, which usually lead to storytelling in our head, which often paints a picture of a much different reality than what is really going on. I'd love for you to sit with that one for a minute, because when we go down that road of assuming we know what people are thinking or, you know, doing, or, uh, you know, assuming we know how a situation is going to turn out, we just take each of these steps just naturally follow. We tend to catastrophize. We tend to create this big, you know, narrative in our head. And rarely, y'all, rarely is it true. I want to share with you that a lot of what I talk about here on this podcast is important and hard work that I'm actually doing in my sessions with my counselor. So I'm drawing on what I'm learning through reading and journaling. I'm drawing on what I'm learning through talking things through with my counselor. And I'm just bringing it all to you in hopefully a form that's going to be easy for you to relate to. And maybe, you know, there'll be something impactful that you can take away. There's so much power in talking and working through our feelings. And I want to encourage you to explore this, especially if you haven't really ever thought about it. I want to encourage you to explore this if you tend to go down these rabbit holes with these patterns of thinking. Here lately, I'm kind of digging into this thing called an acrostic. I really like that word, and I like what you can do with taking a word and creating something more with it. And I wanted you to know, it took me forever the other day just to find out what it's called. Like, I didn't even know the word acrostic. I probably have heard it, but I just couldn't pull it out of my brain. But it's when you take a word and write it vertically on a piece of paper, 
And then you take each letter and you make a word or a sentence from each letter. And I think it's used a lot in poetry, but I have really, really started liking that, you know, kind of little example or, you know, activity thing. So I'm going to wrap up with two words, open and closed. We talked about them earlier, and I'm going to use this acrostic to kind of dig into each one. So let's start with the word open. O is for being optimistic. This is one sure way that you can stay curious and open to what's going on in your environment. P is pause and feel the feel. Try to identify where it's showing up in your body. What brought it on? Is it a painful memory or, you know, some type of traumatic event? Or is it something positive? I mean, positive things show up in our body just as, just as easily as painful things do. Next, we have E. Explore why this feels impactful to you. Why does it make you feel good, hopeful, or happy? Or why does it bring on a negative feeling? In, notice what your immediate reaction was and why. This will help you track what feelings it's bringing up and where they may be coming from. And N and P kind of go hand in hand here because you're doing the same thing in each of those steps. But N will just reinforce it. Now let's look at closed. C is I want you to have compassion for yourself. I mean, for goodness sakes, we are all a work in progress. None of us are perfect no matter how much we'd like to be. Well, you know, I don't even know if I'd like to be perfect, to be honest with you, because I think it adds a little flavor to our personality if we're not. But have compassion for yourself. You're just doing this every day, day by day, getting through your life and just working on becoming a better you. L is for take the time to learn. Learn some form of a grounding technique whether it be a mantra that you have, whether it be a breathing exercise. Oh, and I want to stop right here. Next month, I'm going to have a guest on who is trained in breath work. She is phenomenal. And I'm so excited she's going to come on my podcast. You won't want to miss that episode. So be looking for that one. Um, Somewhere in the title, it'll be self-explanatory. You'll know that I'm going to have Bonnie on and she's going to be doing some breath work exercises with you. But learn something that will help you to kind of ground yourself in these moments of, of high anxiety or, you know, where, where you're starting to go down this dark place. O is don't be overly critical of yourself and others. There's always room for grace in almost every situation. S is I want you to try to see what is on the other side of this emotion that evoke that closed door in your spirit. Just visualize it. See what it is. Look for it. E is for empathy. You know, it is really hard to feel empathy for someone if they've wounded or hurt us, or to feel empathy for an author if we've read something that really bristles our spirit or or just makes us mad. But I want you to remember something when it's somebody in your world that you uh, know personally, and they do something to hurt you, um, especially if it's 
a pattern with them, I want you to remember hurt people usually hurt other people. And there's a reason for it. So if we can maybe try to empathize or maybe show some empathy toward them, that might help that other person to open up to you. Or it just, honestly, it's going to help you feel better to be, to be quite frank. Because if we walk around with this anger and this junk in our heart toward other people, it really festers. So empathy, I think is super important here. And then lastly, we have D dive in, learn a new way of looking at things, discover new ways to respond. Just dive in and, you know, dig into a new way. That's what I've got y'all. I hope this helped. I hope something was a, a good takeaway for you. And until next time, my friends, have a fabulous day. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit follow wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, I hope you live in your space well, my friends.